and the Volin Ukrainian Song and Dance Ensemble from Volin in Ukraine, and a traditional Ukrainian folk song uh, borrowed, um, adopted, adapted from the Polish, and that, of course, was Hey Sokola, Hey Falcons. Dobry večer i vitaju vas vsih dorhi radio suhači na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, kot zrapodijaci vam, jak svečajno, što sobote o šosti hodeni na bahatumovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misči Vancouveri. Pre mikrofoni Pavlina, djakuju što rišale prvute zimnoju nastupnu hodenu. Me majma dužici kavi novene nasljedništi programi. Hello there and welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB. HMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, in today's show, we have Kanishka Corner, and Myra will be reviewing a new book co-authored by Bohdan Kordan, a Ukrainian-Canadian professor at the University of Saskatchewan. And this book examines Canada's support for Ukraine under Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Also, tomorrow is the beginning of the Jewish High Holidays, so we'll have a nod to Rosh Hashanah on Ukrainian Jewish heritage and an update on the annual Jewish pilgrimage to the city of Uman in Ukraine for the Jewish New Year. So stay tuned for all of that. As usual, our Ukrainian proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, Helena Kureshko and Maxim Berezhnyuk with Suhi Dube, a song about a Cossack going off to war.
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. from Ukraine with Namalui Mani Nietzsche, Paint Me the Night. Up next, bringing it closer to home again, Corinna from Toronto and um, spots in the eastern United States. From their most recent album, Lisom, here they are now, Corinna with a humorous song about a Ukrainian gal who can't seem to make up her mind about who to settle down with. Uparetiku. 
смика полюбила для потіхи. Мельник мене шеретує, обернеться, поцілує для потіхи. Мельник мене шеретує, обернеться, поцілує для потіхи. Гей, для потіхи. Зашиває мене горне, обнімає молоденьку. Лимар кирку зашиває мене горне, обнімає молоденьку. Гей, молоденьку! Corner book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Canada and the Ukrainian crisis by Bohdan Kordan and Mitchell Dowie. Canada and the Ukrainian crisis examines how Canada supported Ukraine after Russia's annexation of Crimea and the destabilization of Donetsk and Luhansk in 2014. This bilateral relationship has continued to evolve as it adapts to the changing realities in Ukraine. We acknowledge that the world is increasingly defined by rapid and significant change and that Russia's attempt at rewriting the international rules of the road represents a particular challenge to Canada's interests. Since 1991, when Ukraine gained its independence from the Soviet Union, Canada has had a close relationship with Ukraine. Under both liberal and conservative governments, Canada provided Ukraine with economic and political aid. However, in 2014, under Conservative Prime Minister Harper, there was a significant change in support. Responding to Russia's aggression against Ukraine, Prime Minister Harper took measures expressing Canada's solidarity with the new Ukrainian government while demonstrating Canada's disapproval of and opposition to Russia's actions. The Harper government's statements and actions were both candid and bellicose in their response to Russian aggression in Ukraine. Kordan and Dawi's Canada and the Ukrainian Crisis has five chapters. The first two chapters examine Canada's position on the international order and how the Ukrainian crisis changed this position. In the third chapter, Canada's support for Ukraine is examined in detail. The last two chapters analyze Prime Minister Stephen Harper's worldview and its impact on his Ukraine policy. According to Kordan and Dawi, since the end of World War II in 1945, Canadian foreign policy has supported the maintenance of a rules-based order in the international community. This policy endured during the Cold War, 
the formation of NATO, and other international organizations. Canada followed the lead of the United States, but it did not take a major role in foreign policy engagements. When Ukraine gained its independence in 1991, Canada supported Ukraine's efforts to become a democracy following international norms. In 2014, Russia challenged the post-Cold War order. Russia's willingness to use military force to seize and annex the territory of its neighbor was indicative of its resolve. No other state was so fully committed to the project of revising the status quo. Vladimir Putin's actions were a threat to world peace. Because of Russia's permanent membership on the UN Security Council, and its nuclear arsenal. Canada supported the sanctions on Russia, sent advisors and military trainers to help Ukraine shore up its military, and increased Canadian participation in NATO military forces. The Ukrainian-Canadian community supported Harper's firm stance on Russia and his sharp criticism of Russian aggression. Harper was the first G7 leader to travel to Ukraine after the events of the Euromaidan. He met with Ukrainian officials to find out how Canada could immediately support Ukraine and later supported projects which would strengthen Ukraine politically and economically. Harper believed that standing for Ukraine was standing for Canadian values. In this way, his approach mirrored American foreign policy. Stephen Harper's embrace of America's global agenda was unprecedentedly vigorous and unambiguous. However, he also wanted the United States to go much further in supporting Ukraine. Principles were at stake. The defense of Ukraine was a litmus test of the strength and resilience of the rule-based order. Readers who are interested in international relations, Ukrainian history, Canadian-Ukrainian relations, as well as Canadian politics, will be intrigued by this analysis. Researchers will definitely appreciate the addition of a chronology of the Harper government's response to the Ukrainian crisis. Stephen Harper's response to the Ukrainian crisis of 2014 was robust and his rebuke of Russian aggression was powerful. Harper argued that Putin's actions in Ukraine would only embolden him in the future. Unfortunately, this turned out to be true when Putin invaded Ukraine in 2022. Bohdan S. Kordan is Professor of International Relations in the Department of Political Studies at St. Thomas More College at the University of Saskatchewan. He has held teaching and research positions at the University of Alberta, University of Toronto, and McEwen University. He was the founding director of the Prairie Center for the Study of Ukrainian Heritage. His research interests include nationalism, Canada-Ukraine relations, Canadian multiculturalism, and contemporary Ukraine. He has published extensively, including No Free Man, Canada, The Great War, and The Enemy Alien Experience, and Strategic Friends, Canada-Ukraine Relations from Independence to the Euromaidan. Mitchell C.G. Dowie is a fellow of the Ramon Natishin Canadian Studies Centre at Yuri Petkovich Chernivtsi National University in the city of Chernivtsi in western Ukraine. Canada and the Ukrainian Crisis is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Oh,
Chubarika Chubchiki Kalina 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Kalina Tam Dilchina Hodila Tam Dilchina Hodila 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Kalina Hodila Hodila Chubarika Chubchiki Kalina Sweet Kalini Lamala Sweet Kalini Lamala 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Lamala 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Sweet Kalini Lamala, 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Lamala, 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Lamala, Kapuchechki Skladala, Tapuchechki Skladala, 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Skladala, 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 Chubarika Chubchiki Skladala. Tajna chłopci morhala, tajna chłopci morhala, 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 człowiek czupczyki morhala, 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 człowiek czupczyki morhala. Kalina, Lucy, Kalina, 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 Chubarika Chubchiki 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 Kalina. And that was Privit from Montreal with Oi Uluzi Kalena. And that is from, uh, I guess, an exclusive recording uh, made available here on Nash Holos, courtesy Roman Kostek of Privit. And again, that was Oi Uluzi Kalena. Up next, a group from Winnipeg by the name of Kalena. And uh, Kalena on my mind because this is the time of year when they are ripe. And I have childhood memories of uh, going picking Kalena with mom out in the bush in Saskatchewan. Here is Kalena from Winnipeg now with a song that makes me think of some of the things we did. They make great pierogies and those wonderful little tartlets that my baba used to make. So here's Kalena now taking me down memory lane with another song about pierogies. That would go really well with uh, Kalena. Serum Pirahe, Cottage Cheese Pierogies. Chula chula tell, he's never yet chilling, strongest not pillowhead. He showed ya a postage, pomage tender, he's never yet chilling, strongest not pillowhead. Chetula chula chula, chetula chula tell, he's never yet chilling, strongest not pillowhead. Dipcha boy a cotane, chesna is poiste, stroy a terrible. Chula chula chula, chula chula tell. Is there a yak chilu? Stronest not pillow head. Dijena je počula kozacki miste. To zrazu zaprosila na sviži pillow head. Chula chula chula. Chula chula tell, he's never yet chilling. Strongest not pillowhead. I just say he's a lizard. Sell us a bottlehead. Oh, I can't spell it out. 
deadly attack and Ukraine war amps is asking for your help with a tax deductible donation today funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets helmets walkie-talkies food water and gas and by civilians including children for food water and medications and when possible escape to safety please donate today to Ukraine war amps via PayPal e-transfer to Ukraine war amps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca of American professors is running an online platform providing free tutoring help to Ukrainian pupils and students in any subject from maths, informatics and sciences to history, language and music. Hundreds of pupils and students from elementary school through the university level are already learning in Ukrainian, Russian or English. You can see details and sign up to tutor or to learn at tutoringwithoutborders.org.
and a Jewish artist by the name of Mindy Warch and uh, a fairly recent release called Rosh Hashanah Uman, which is the topic of Ukrainian Jewish heritage on this week's show. And now, Ukrainian Jewish heritage on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, discovering unknown and untold stories from the past and present of Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage. Rosh Hashanah is the name for the Jewish New Year. In Hebrew, it means the head of the year. Rosh Hashanah is one of the most important religious holidays for Jews. It is the first of the Jewish high holidays, as specified by Leviticus chapter 23, verses 23 to 25. Rosh Hashanah marks the first day of the ten days of repentance, which end with Yom Kippur. In Israel, Rosh Hashanah is observed for only one day. Diaspora Jews carry on the celebrations into a second day. The date for Rosh Hashanah changes each year, as the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar year. Rosh Hashanah for the Hebrew year 5783 begins on the Gregorian calendar at sundown on Sunday, September 25, 2022, and ends at nightfall on Tuesday, September 27, 2022. Rosh Hashanah remembers the creation of the world. It's a time for continuous introspection, looking back at the mistakes of the past year and making plans to do better in the new year, to do teshuva, returning to the paths of the Almighty. The biblical name for Rosh Hashanah is Yom Teruah, which means day of shouting or blasting. Rosh Hashanah is also called the Feast of the Trumpets, as the central observance of the holiday is the sounding of the shofar, a ram's horn. The blowing of the shofar represents the trumpet blast that is sounded at a king's coronation. Its plaintive cry also serves as a call to repentance. The shofar itself recalls the binding of Isaac, in which a ram took Isaac's place as an offering to God. The blast of the shofar is intended to awaken souls from their spiritual slumbers and alert them to the coming judgment. It is a reminder to dedicate one's life to serving the Almighty and to follow His commandments. No work is permitted on Rosh Hashanah. Much of the day is spent in synagogue with prayers and readings from the Torah. The readings recall the life of Isaac and the theme of God's eternal love for his people. Festivities begin at nightfall as families gather to enjoy a feast of home-cooked ritual dishes. Rosh Hashanah meals start with apple slices dipped in honey to symbolize wishes for a sweet new year. Other symbolic foods include dates, beans, beets, leek, spinach, and squash, all of which are mentioned in the Talmud. Pomegranates also hold symbolic importance on Rosh Hashanah. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 8 refers to pomegranates as a native fruit of Israel. Their tightly packed seeds symbolize unity between people. The number of seeds is thought to be 613, which corresponds to the number of commandments in the Torah. Typically, a round challah bread is served at Rosh Hashanah meals. The round shape symbolizes the cycle of the year. Some communities have their own unique customs and serve ritual dishes such as the head of a fish to symbolize the head of the year and a reminder to strive to live life as a head, not a tail. Gefilte fish and lekach, a Jewish honey cake, are commonly served by Ashkenazi Jews on this holiday. On the second night, new fruits are served in a special ritual blessing, thanking the Almighty for a bountiful harvest of fruit. Every Rosh Hashanah, there is a major pilgrimage to Uman, a city in central Ukraine. Jews from around the world travel to Uman to pray at the burial site of Rebbe Nachman of Breslov, who lived from 1772 until 1810. As believed by the Breslov Hasidim, before his death, the Rebbe solemnly promised to intercede on behalf of anyone who would come to pray on his grave on Rosh Hashanah. Thus, a pilgrimage to his grave provides the best chance of getting unscathed through the stern judgment which, according to Jewish faith, God passes on everybody on Yom Kippur. The Uman pilgrimage dates back to 1811. It attracted hundreds of Hasidic Jews annually from Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, and Poland 
until the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution sealed the border. In the following decades, savage repressions by Bolsheviks, Nazis, and Soviets forced the Hasidim in Ukraine underground. The Bolsheviks and Soviet communists tried to stamp out the pilgrimage as part of its atheist agenda. During the 1930s, access to Uman was strictly forbidden to Jewish pilgrims. So, pilgrims secretly visited apartments near Rebbe Nachman's burial site. They risked arrest and deportation to Siberian gulags, where many perished. During World War II, the Nazis decimated Uman's Jewish population of 17,000. In 1948, the Soviet regime relented and let the pilgrimage resume, albeit nominally. Only tiny numbers of closely watched Soviet Jews were allowed to make the trip. In the 1960s, American and Israeli Hasidim began to make the pilgrimage to Uman. Some traveled legally, others not. In the 1980s, under Mikhail Gorbachev's glasnost, the Soviet Union began to reopen access to Uman for pilgrims from Israel and the United States. In 1988, the Kremlin granted about 250 visas to visit Uman. In 1989, over 1,000 Hasidim gathered in Uman for Rosh Hashanah. In 1990, after the fall of communism, the number had grown to 2,000. By 2019, upwards of 30,000 pilgrims were gathering in Uman. Unfortunately, this progress did not last. In 2020, the two-century-old pilgrimage was officially cancelled. Ukraine closed its borders in August 2020 due to coronavirus concerns. This blocked most pilgrims from entering the country. But for the past century, overcoming obstacles had become part and parcel of the pilgrimage to Uman. So not surprisingly, some pilgrims had anticipated potential problems and arrived early, before the border was closed. Others coming later tried, unsuccessfully, to enter via Belarus. Some 2,500 hopefuls were turned back at the Ukrainian border after having been stranded in Belarus in airports and buses for days. This situation inevitably sparked tensions between Ukraine and Belarus. The government in Belarus had recently been crushing pro-democracy protests. Ukraine supported the protesters. So, Belarus President Lukashenko, who was facing criticism in the West for his brutal crackdowns, used the occasion to accuse Ukraine of human rights violations for barring the pilgrims. Ukraine, in turn, accused Lukashenko of manufacturing the crisis by giving the pilgrims false hope of transport across the border as retaliation against Ukraine for supporting the protests against his regime. In 2021, Ukraine lifted travel restrictions and allowed international travelers to attend the pilgrimage in Uman. For this to happen, health and government officials work closely with religious leaders to ensure that the gathering of some 30,000 expected pilgrims would not turn into a COVID superspreader. It didn't. This year, 2022, Ukrainian government officials again tried to cancel the pilgrimage, this time citing concerns, quite legitimate, for the safety of pilgrims due to Russia's war against Ukraine. Ukrainian officials fear that the Russian army will deliberately fire missiles at Uman while Jews are gathered there. In March, Russia accused Ukraine of using a synagogue in Uman for military purposes, including storing military supplies. The accusations were vehemently rejected by the local Jewish community as well as Kiev. Rabbi Moshe Azman, the chief rabbi of Ukraine, also called on Jewish pilgrims to refrain from traveling to Uman this year due to fear of Russian attacks. But to no avail. Pilgrims have been flocking to Uman already. Up to 10,000 are expected in total this year. Ukrainian security forces have been carrying out intensive training drills in preparation for the arrival of pilgrims to Uman. Plans have been made for additional restrictions in the city already under curfew. They include a ban on street vending and public gatherings. Some Israelis shrug off the war dangers, saying that it's no different from home, where a de facto war has been going on for years. So they follow tradition and come to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. One of Rabbi Nachman's most famous sayings is, If you believe you can damage believe you can repair. Such a sentiment surely ties together the call for repentance and the promise of redemption given during the Jewish High Holidays. 
At its core, Rabbi Nachman's famous saying is a message of wisdom with universal application for all of humankind. To our Jewish listeners, Shana Tova, wishing you a happy Rosh Hashanah on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos. And together, let us pray for the safety of Jewish pilgrims in Uman. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Until next time, Shalom. Join us again soon for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Rabbi Nachman was Fega's son from Uman, quite a righteous one. Some think his greatness was due to his lofty soul, but that's not true. For he said anyone can reach as high as him if they work hard enough and try. All his teachings are just the intro. The main thing is for us to learn as we go. Sophisticated philosophy is completely unnecessary. It can damage a person greatly indeed. Pure simple faith is all that you need sometimes when people are overtaken by philosophy and sophistication from their own minds they must get free doing things that make them seem silly see it can be good to do goofy stuff as long as it helps cheer yourself up never give up hope is always there in this world there should be no despair always remember to be happy it's essential for your spiritual journey joy comes from mitzvot and so you see it's a mitzvah to be happy constantly each day it's good to assign some time to be heartbroken speak out your mind telling your problems to god is okay as long as you're happy the rest of the day rabbi nachman was fega's son from Uman, quite a righteous one some think his greatness was due to his lofty soul but that's not true for he said anyone can reach as high as him if they work hard enough and try all his teachings are just the intro the main thing is for us to learn as we go people should always be looking for the wisdom within everything because creation can enlighten them and bring them closer to Hashem through this they might be guided right but this insight is quite the light but true wisdom is to know how far away from wisdom we actually are and when people realize that we are far from God and very lowly this itself is a reason to feel encouraged now that we see what's real because before this we were so far away we didn't even know at least now our loneliness is clear which itself is a sign that we're drawing near don't take on extra stringencies cause in the end they'll eventually make you fall in your service to Hashem the greatest wisdom of all wisdoms is just simplicity but one needs no wisdom only a purity and honesty and see the whole entire world is only a very narrow bridge but the main thing is quite clear that we must not have any fear no obstacle from the holy one is impossible to overcome so if you believe you can damage them you should also believe you can mend some think it's a disadvantage to forget but i say it may be to your benefit but if you can learn to forget then at last you can be free from your troublesome past and when one knows that everything that happens to be happening is for the very best then one gets a taste of the world to come rabbi nachman was Vega's son from Uman, quite a righteous one or something. His greatness was due to his lofty soul, but that's not true. For he said anyone can reach as high as him if they work hard enough and try. All his teachings are just the intro. The main thing is for us to learn as we go. Let's judge every person favorably, even though they may act wickedly. Still, when you search in them, you should find at least a small piece of good. Criticizing can be done by anyone, and it makes everyone feel unwelcome. But to give one a good feeling and uplift takes effort, and this is a special gift. So, making music is a great thing when a holy person is playing on an instrument, and the song they make is only done for heaven's sake. Cause when people listen to this, their false fantasies are disappearing. 
dismiss their spirits, stop feeling depressed, and those people merit happiness. Rabbi Nachman was Vega's son from Uman, quite a righteous one. Some think his greatness was due to his lofty soul, but that's not true, for he said anyone can reach as high as him if they work hard enough and try. All his teachings are just the intro, the main thing is for us to learn as we go. Very thought-provoking as well as toe-tapping a little tune by Ari Lesser about Uman, Rosh Hashanah, and Rabbi Nachman. Up next, another toe-tapping Rosh Hashanah tune by Jewish artist Benny Friedman. Here he is now with Show. <laughs> I hear my children laughing as they play The trees start singing without warning It's gonna be a wonderful day You know I got no patience for complaining To stop and quetch about all the bills I have to pay Cause even when there should be sunshine but it's raining My feet will dance me to the quetch my anyway So man is the blessings, they're coming, but you keep on running just some and sing. Plus, three, harasho, harasho, slava bogu, harasho. Life is good, life is great, it's a chance to celebrate. Harasho, harasho, it's a party, it's a ball, and ain't nothing gonna get me down at all. Harasho, harasho, slava bogu, harasho. Life is good, life is great, afteloch is all the hate. lesson to be learned because not only when the sun is out and shining or when you're acing everything you try to do the master plan is more than just a silver lining it's a golden world created just for you so how are the kids we hope for the day when the whole world will stand up and say
Želáme vše skončila našu programu, vše často domovi zkazáte do pobáčenia, ale před tím já chci záležit vás těkými slovami mudrosti. Kto včetce na vlastných pomelkách, dovho nestraždaje. And our proverb of the week translates as whoever learns from his own mistakes does not suffer long. Well, with that, we've come to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder to tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos, which can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. with host Oksana Pobereznik. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast at our website, www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation, and that's www.nashholis.com. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, a group from Winnipeg called Molodsi, which means young people, and it is composed of young people from Winnipeg. Here they are with a traditional Ukrainian folk dance, the woodcutter's dance, the Arkan. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.